welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast, the Bibliotherapy for Black Women podcast. I'm your host, Amaka. It's been a while. It's been a little while. It's been the longest for me. It's been a little while since I have recorded. Maybe almost a month. I've been definitely thinking about the podcast over the break and kind of like mentally putting plans together about what I want to do. I kind of have a preliminary plan for episodes for the rest of the year. So that's exciting because sometimes I don't know beyond like two or three episodes what I'm going to record. But as I was driving somewhere this past weekend, like all of it just came to me. So I have pretty much the blueprint for episodes for the rest of the year, which is great. I don't have to spend as much energy trying to figure out what I'm going to talk about. And I can pretty much channel all my energy into just preparing for what I'm going to talk about. So how are you guys doing? I know I ask that question almost all the time with every episode. And I like to imagine that with that, you guys kind of stop momentarily and think, how am I doing? Because when I ask that, I really mean it in terms of my inquiry. Like, I really wish I could kind of hear your responses, whether they're audible, whether they're, you know, kind of inside you and you're just thinking about it. If you guys ever want to like email me and be like, whenever you ask how I'm doing, I really like think about it. So... I wanted to kind of just email you about it. Whatever. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like I'm kind of rambling. It's been a little while. Maybe I'm a little rusty. But as promised, I said that it will be a one month break and the mid month episode would not air, but I would resume on July 1st. And here we are. How have I been? I'm sure you guys, (laughs) I'm sure you guys are curious with the title of the episode, but it's true. It's true. I, when you guys hear this episode, I will no longer be at the job that I moved to New York for. I am recording this. Oh. See, this this just shows you how rusty I am. I did not even kind of give you guys a mental visual. So we switched up my recording surroundings today. Being that I'm kind of in a pinch when it comes to making sure I get this episode out for you guys in a timely manner. I couldn't really go to the park where I 
you know, set up my portable little station in the back seat with my laptop and my microphone. So I'm actually home. I'm home. This is the first time that I am recording at home. And I usually don't record at home. And when I say home, I mean my new New York home with my spouse and family um, where I live in New York. And where I moved to from Connecticut. Um, I usually don't record at home because the predictability of noise around me, I'm able to gauge that a little less. We have pets. We have two dogs. Sometimes they bark. They're dogs. They bark. And I didn't really have to be concerned about that when I lived on my own. But one thing that I have figured out is early morning, the dogs are pretty much still asleep. The house is pretty much still asleep. And if need be, I can record at home. So that's kind of, um, that's comforting for me. That's reassuring for me to know. Like if I'm in a pinch, if I can't get to the park, I can record at home. And I can for the most part, rely on my surroundings being quiet enough to where there are minimal background noise distractions. So yes, I am home all the way upstairs. It's a pretty big house. My spouse and I live with some family and we pretty much have the top floor of the house to ourselves. So I just happened to be by myself this morning and I was like, you know what, I'm going to use this quiet time this morning. I'm going to wake up extra early and I'm going to take advantage of these couple of hours where I'm by myself and I'm going to record this episode and then I'm going to feverishly edit it so that I can get it to you guys by tomorrow, the 1st of July, Friday, which is when you will be hearing this. So yeah, hopefully that kind of gives you a little bit of a visual. I am at a desk. I'm at a pretty decently sized desk with my computer, with my microphone. Um, There's no window in front of me, unfortunately, (laughs) the way there was in Connecticut so that I can kind of just talk and look out at the view. Boy, do I miss that view. Boy, do I miss that view. But, you know, you know, things change, you adapt, which is (laughs) a really good segue into pretty much the topic of this podcast episode this morning. Yeah, I, as I'm speaking to you, I am also getting mentally ready for my last day at my job um, with the practice that I joined as a psych nurse practitioner. So with today being the 30th, it is just over five months there. And I realized about eight weeks ago that my time there was going to be much shorter. 
than I had initially anticipated. Coming in, so like with anything new in this regard, I like to kind of have like a mental timeline, if you will. Whether it works out that way is completely separate, but I just have to, I just like to have like um, a basis from which I can kind of work from, you know, if I need to change things. So in my mind, I was like, okay, I have agreed to work as an NP, a new grad in this position at this practice. You know, obviously there's going to be a learning curve. I'm going to kind of be figuring things out for a little while. And, um, you know, things will be challenging. Things will be difficult throughout my time there because I'm always learning, but particularly so in the beginning because, like I said, I'm a new grad I'm learning how to talk to patients again, but in a different way because this is not clinical anymore. This is real life. And, you know, there will be that period of time in the beginning where things are a little bit more challenging, but I'm going to hit my stride for the most part. And I'm going to be there for a while. This was what I thought. I'm going to be there for a while. I'm going to hopefully hit like the 18 in my mind I was like I want to hit like the 18 month mark or the two year between 18 and 24 months before I move on so five months and 18 months are two totally different time frames obviously so you know plans changed plans changed and I upon starting the job and getting in, you know, kind of getting into the deep end with things. It was going, it was going well. It was going well. You know, I was just dealing with just the normal challenges of a new job, you know, it being, it being a job that, you know, what I do matters because, I'm seeing patients, they're coming to me seeking guidance and help for their issues that they're dealing with. And over time, I got comfortable with that. And I got comfortable with talking to patients again. I got comfortable with proposing my treatment plans and kind of working together with them. So actually, my decision to transition out has really nothing to do with the clinical work for the most part. You know, I just kind of realized that the direction in which the practice was going was not aligned with what I saw for myself in terms of my vision for me as an NP. And that's nothing against my my soon-to-be former place of work, but... I know the type of work I want to do. There's so much, even in, even within psych, there's so much you can do. And there's a particular scope within the field as an NP that I want to hone in on and being a new grad and still being very inexperienced, you know, out in the real world. I want to be able to use the time along with working to fine tune 
my skills, build my knowledge in the particular subspecialties of psych that I eventually want to be an expert in. And as time went on, I just realized that the goals and priorities of the practice were not aligned with the goals and priorities of me personally. And I had to make a choice. I had to make a choice um, because it was also too getting to a point where I wasn't as happy. I wasn't as happy there. You know, when you're kind of out of whack, when you're not aligned with your values, your personal values, and you're not aligned or you're not in an environment where you can kind of build on what you're passionate about within the field that you're working in, it can be detrimental to you from a mental place, from an emotional place. It can be demotivating. Um, it can just all around not be good for you. And I found that it was affecting me in not a good way from a mental place. And I could kind of see myself drawing inward and not in the way where you're like introspective and kind of reflective and want to improve. Like I was kind of drawing into myself as a way to keep myself or kind of like protect myself. So yeah, I don't want to get into too much detail. I don't necessarily think it's necessary, but ultimately what it boils down to is, like I said, my my goals, what I want for myself as an MP, how I see my trajectory just did not fit with what the practice wanted and what they were prioritizing. So, you know, you got to make a decision and I made one and um, I made it as soon as I could, as soon as I got clarity and as soon as I had an opportunity come my way that was more in line with what I wanted to do and was also more in line with the kind of life I wanted to live. Y'all, I know not everyone has the opportunity to make a change like this and by no means do I intend to be insensitive in any way when I say this because I know not everyone has the luxury to kind of just up and move from their job. But y'all, like, (laughs) I don't know how folks are expected to work so many hours in a week. (laughs) So I went from, ultimately, I'm just saying I want more. One, One of the things that were priority for me and that was really making me sad over time was my lack of work-life balance. I had a typical quote-unquote 40-hour work week. I had Mondays off after my initial 
like trial period. I had Mondays off, which I negotiated before starting the job because I wanted one weekday off along with Saturday and Sunday. So I work Tuesday to Fridays, but I work 10 hour days, Tuesday to Fridays. So it was typically morning into evening, Tuesday through Friday. And initially, you know, it wasn't too bad. I kind of was enjoying the novelty of having Monday off, um, which I prefer to Fridays. I know some people differ in what day they prefer to have off, Monday or Friday. Some people prefer Friday to get the weekend started early. But I prefer Monday because I get the Sunday scaries. (laughs) I get the Sunday scaries. It's to the point sometimes, not all the time. It's to the point where like, my husband is like, oh, dang, you got those scaries. Because, like, I don't want to, I don't really like doing anything. From, like, 4 o'clock on Sunday, I don't like leaving the house. <laughs> um, I liked, I need time to really get my mind right for the week ahead. So when I was given the option of what day to take off, um, I chose Monday. Because... Usually, in my experience, Fridays at the office are chill. You know, you might have some work to do, but people are just in a happier mood. It's the weekend. You might be talking a little bit more, especially if like your coworkers are chill and you guys are cool and you guys can like just talk about life. In my experience, working on Fridays has just been, you know, almost leisurely. Um, There aren't too many expectations. You can kind of take a longer lunch if it's good weather you can go outside like I've never really felt burdened to work on a Friday um but Mondays oof if I can avoid working on the Monday I will and I find that having that day off and then starting my work week on Tuesday the week has already gotten going and then before you know it it's Wednesday and then before you know it it's Friday again so I've had Mondays off for the past three-ish months, Um, you know, but with that, there's a sacrifice because my work days are longer. And sometimes, actually most times it didn't really bother me because I do stay pretty busy at work, but it can be draining. And um, I felt like I had to fit my whole life in those three days which sometimes did not feel like enough. And, you know, even though I had a week day off, I, Tuesday to Friday, I could not do anything, you know? Because like even, even with eight hour days, even though they can be taxing, at least you have those two, three, four hours after work, when you come home, depending on the length of your commute, you know, to kind of be on your own or be with your family or tend to some personal things. But like with working a 10 hour day and having a one hour commute each way and waking up 45 minutes to an hour before I have to leave to get ready, 
you know, that's uh, in my mind, that's a 13 hour day. Um, you know, I've kind of equated it to less of a 10 hour day, more of a 12 hour day because I'm I'm including commuting time from door to door for me. My commute was on a good day, 55 minutes, but typically an hour. And, you know, that's work time, too, in my mind. Like I'm I'm getting to go. I'm, I'm not doing anything else, but getting to work, working to get to work. <laughs> And then when the day is over, I'm making my way home and I'm not doing much in between. I'm not doing much within that time because I'm focused on, you know, getting to the parking garage, hopping on the train, getting off the train, walking to the office. Those four steps usually took about an hour each way. And even though I did actively try my best to make the most of the commute like I usually the train ride is about 20 minutes so I always had a book with me to read so I can keep up with reading and I do I did get downtime at work you know if I wasn't seeing patients or writing notes I would take some time and read too but like with the commute you know it's 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 less than what I would have liked in terms of having some time to read. And by the time I'm getting home, I'm just like wiped out. So in my mind, I wasn't working 40-hour weeks. I was working 48-hour weeks. And then if you add the time that I'm using to get ready, like that's that's like a 50-hour week. Like you can't, It's it, it would be hard to convince me otherwise because those hours in some way are related to work. You know, I am either getting ready for work or going to work or at work or leaving work. And within all of those categories, kind of combining all of those categories, it was like, and pretty much not being able to do anything else. Um, it's like between 50 and 60 hours. And it, it's it's just a lot. It was almost too much, you know. And um, on top of not really feeling like I was aligned with the priorities and the direction the practice was going, I was like, I need to make a decision. And unfortunately, the decision is that I have to go. So, yeah. I gave in my notice eight weeks ago. I gave them ample notice because, you know, it's not like it's not a position where, you know, you can give like a short amount of notice. I mean, technically you could technically you could give two weeks, but I didn't want to do that because I do have a patient caseload and I did not want my patients to kind of be shocked or surprised if they were transferred to a new provider with no notice. And the time frames in which I see some of my patients vary from one week to three weeks. So I wanted to have enough time to at least see all my patients twice before I left. And I got to do that, thankfully. I got to see them 
I got to see every patient at least three times before my last day today. And even with my last day today, I have maybe like five, four or five people to see who already know that I'm leaving and have known for a while. So it's mostly just kind of like reminding them of next steps, what to expect with my departure and, you know, kind of like, you know, wishing them luck. So I'm going to have an opportunity to do that. I've been kind of doing termination sessions since I gave my notice and been reminding patients with each subsequent visit. So the people that I'm seeing today, like I said, do know. And we are pretty much just tying up loose ends. And I am, you know, telling them, some of them, goodbye. Because one thing for me, too, that has really been affirming for me as a new grad I think I'm going to consider myself a new grad until I hit at least a year. And that's typically the time frame when it comes to like new grad category. One thing that has really been affirming for me is the fact that as I've been doing these termination sessions, a handful of patients have asked me, well, where are you going? And um, I discussed this with my medical director who I interface with about patient cases. She was like, you know, with your transition, if patients ask you where you're going, you can tell them. You can't tell them. You can't you can't bring it up. You can't say, hey, I'm leaving. Come with me. You can't do that. But, you know, patients can make their own decisions, obviously are entitled to do so in regards to their care. If they like who they are with, they are free to follow them where they go. So my medical director, she was like, you know, as you're conducting your termination sessions, if the patient inquires where you're going, you can tell them as long as you did not bring it up. If it's them that asks, you can provide the details. If they say, I would like to follow you, It's completely up to them. You know, the practice cannot keep them here against their will, you know. (laughs) So I had that be the case with a handful of patients. I told them I'm transitioning out. They asked me where I was going and that they would like to follow me. So that was so like if there was any way to gauge how I'm doing or if I'm doing something right or if I'm kind of going in the right direction it was this because you know at the very least I know I'm doing something right something good enough to where some patients want to continue care with me where I'm going where my new place is and um, I can't really explain how that felt You know, it just was like, okay, well, I'm only a few months in, but I'm doing something right. So, yeah, with the transition, I am still hopefully going to see some of my old patients on the other side. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to continuing their care 
with them. I'm looking forward to continuing being, you know, um, a source of supportive therapy for them and helping them navigate whatever they may be dealing with at that time. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much it with that. Things don't always go the way you plan, but you have to be flexible as flexible as you can be I know to a degree it's a privilege for me to kind of just be like hey this isn't working I gotta go not everyone can do that so swiftly so quickly without much consequence you know or without having a lot to think about like I had some considerations to keep in mind but ultimately if I wanted to leave I could leave and that's what I ultimately decided to do. So what's coming up next? I'm taking the month of July off, which I'm looking forward to. So the earliest at which you might be listening to this, with which is Friday, July 1st in the morning, I will be on my month-long vacation. I will be out of the office and I have a couple of travels planned one solo trip which is kind of like a staycation I will be semi-local and another one with family um, later on in the month because my birthday is mid-July and I have plans to travel with family so I'm excited for that um I booked a tiny home Airbnb as part of my solo travel, which I will embark on next week. And it's within driving distance, a couple of states away, but it's within driving distance um, in the DMV area. And I'm excited. I'm excited. It's kind of in a... A more naturey area with fresh air and with quiet. And I am looking forward to laying in the hammock. I'm looking forward to stillness. I'm looking forward to minimum distractions, which partially is up to me, depending on which devices I bring with me. But I'm going to do my absolute best to just focus on what I want to focus on while I'm away um, on this trip. And my priority is to get a lot of reading done. Because like I said, I kind of have my plans laid out for the podcast for the rest of the year. So I want to get going on the readings that I need to get done so that I can produce these episodes. And um, I have a lot of reading planned. I would like to do some writing. So I'm hoping to kind of get in the mental space with the environment that I'll be in to do some writing. I'm planning to get some episodes done. And I think kind of being in that secluded, quiet environment will be helpful to focus And also too, not just with the trip, but just in general, I've had this running like objective. I've been meaning to 
take the photos out of my phone that are around major events and get them into photo books, like actual albums. I did that for my wedding in 2019. You know, all the pictures that everyone took, I put them in two photo albums and I gave them to um, my family and my parents-in-law for Christmas. So I actually, and I really liked that project. So I guess I like doing that, you know, as like a hobby. And I have so many like major events in the past that could be really good photo books. So I'm thinking back as far as like, there's some vacations my husband and I took when we were still dating that could be like little mini photo books that I want to, you know, kind of dive in on and do that. Um, solo trips I've taken that I want to transform into photo books, major events, my graduation from Yale, those pictures I want to transform into a photo book, my trip, the trip that I took to Curaçao in March from my uh, close friend's birthday, I want to turn that into a photo book and give one to each person that went on the trip. Yeah, so like I want to do that. I want to devote some of my time off to that because it's really important to me, you know. Our photos live on our phones now and they couldn't before because, you know, they were like Polaroids and things like that. And if you did not develop the photos, you didn't see them. So you had to do it. But now with phones, iPhones, iPads, You can just look at the pictures on the phone if you want to see them, but it's not the same as kind of flipping through a book and seeing the pictures. It's different for me. Maybe not everyone, but for me it is. So I want to prioritize that with my time off too. Um, Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to take the time to get ready for the new job that I will be starting in August, which will afford me so much more in terms of work-life balance, getting a lot of personal time back. And with that being able to focus it on things that matter most to me, like this podcast and reading and writing and spending time with family and cultivating friendships and, you know, Things outside of work and things, in my opinion, that matter more than work. Work is very important. Work supports our livelihood, but it can get to a point sometimes where it is draining your life force. And an aspect of the job that I'm leaving was doing that, was doing just that. And I had to you know, kind of look out for myself. So yeah, that's pretty much it. This ultimately became an episode where I was kind of just updating you guys and letting you know what's been going on. I finished my swimming lessons two weeks ago. So that was bittersweet because, or did I? Had I finished by the time I sent, I, um, oh God, (laughs) I'm trying to figure out if I had finished 
at the time of recording the last episode, but I don't think so. I think I had maybe one or two lessons left, but yeah, I think, okay. I think at the point of the last episode, I told you guys that I was pretty, that I was good on the free stroke, still practicing, but I could swim and I was practicing the breaststroke. So yes, at this point, my sessions are done. I had eight, I had eight sessions in total and I finished them, I think the second week of this month. So with that, you know, it's been, it was bittersweet. I no longer see my instructor anymore, who was so great, so great. Like I, I continue to sing his praises anytime I was talking about this um, learning experience because he was just so great, you know, so patient, always came with a smile on his face, you know, but he was serious. He was about, he was about his business. He was about making sure that I got the basics down and I could move in the water. Um, but now it's up to me to just keep it up and keep practicing because I'm not perfect I can still improve my technique, but I am leaps and bounds from where I was in the beginning. And I'm really thankful for that. So in terms of what I have planned for the next couple of months, I'm going to produce and get up part two of the sex lives of African women. I finished that book earlier this month and have some final thoughts. Would definitely recommend reading that book. Definitely, definitely recommend it. It's, it's sad. It's, it's a lot of things. It's truthful. It's liberating. It's sad though. Some of the stories are quite sad, but important. There are important stories that had to be told. And I am grateful to the author and interviewer of the book. Um, I'm also working on an episode about postpartum depression. And that's one subspecialty that I really want to kind of become an expert in when it comes to pregnancy, postpartum, and mental health, and how it is impacted, and how people like me in my field can help my audience in however way you relate to that um, experience, help you guys and, and give you tools. So I'm working on an episode and I'm looking to highlight some portrayals in the media when it comes to black women and postpartum depression. And I have some books that I need to get going on reading um, that I have in mind to produce some episodes for. I don't want to get into too much detail (laughs) because plans change. Many, many times I have had a plan to do a book for an episode and then maybe something happens or I change my mind. So that's why I'm not kind of giving more detail beyond that. But I did mention the sex lives of African women part two, because I already have my notes like done for that. Um, And I have to finish. I didn't finish. So I have to finish, you know, 
um, and do a part two. And I've already kind of produced in terms of the postpartum episode, I've already produced it in when it comes to writing and having my notes. So it's just a matter of firing up the microphone and recording the content. So those two episodes you guys can expect in the month in July going into August and then everything else you guys will see soon enough so I'm always like oh this is gonna be short especially like episodes like this I'm like oh I'm just gonna update you guys on my life and it shouldn't be more than um 25 30 minutes and I am approaching 45 minutes recording and I gotta get to work I started recording this episode at 6.30 in the morning because it was the only time this week that I could find to get some quiet. So I was like, I need to get my butt up early, get this episode done. I'm taking my laptop with me to work so that during some downtime I can edit and I'm going to make sure you guys are able to listen. Same day, same time as it has been expected for the past almost a year. September 1st will be a year of this podcast and I can't even even start to comprehend what that means for me. <laughs> um, I don't want to think about it too much. I might cry like for real. But yeah, we'll definitely talk about that more as time goes on. But yeah, guys, I'm going to end the episode here. I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank you guys for coming back. I want to, if you got to the end of this episode and you are a new subscriber within the past six weeks, I want to welcome you. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. I hope you are enjoying the content and I hope you continue on this journey with me. If you want to reach out to me, please feel free. Um, You can reach out to me via my social media in the description. Or you can email me at btbwpodcast at gmail.com. Again, btbwpodcast at gmail.com. Still toying with the idea of a Q&A segment. I don't know if that will ever come into fruition, but... If folks out there want to send me questions or comments or anything that you would like me to chime in on that you are okay with me discussing on an episode, feel free. Um, Please rate and review the podcast if it has positively impacted you. Please share with folks who think will benefit and enjoy. And with that, again, thank you guys so much for listening. I am excited to return from my break. I think I will take these breaks once a year. I think it's important and I think it's helpful to kind of reset and refocus in terms of my intentions. So I think I will make these a yearly thing, but um, very excited to be back. And I'm looking forward to the episodes to come for the rest of 2022. And I hope that you guys will enjoy them too. So thank you guys again. Talk to y'all soon. Be well. Love y'all. Bye.